Vibrations Podcast, Part 38, Suzanne Andrews. Hi, I'm Gary Brightman, and this is my podcast called Vibrations. Established in 2018, Vibe is a book and music shop situated in Moiwo on Lantau Island in Hong Kong. So, what's been happening at the shop recently? After Chinese New Year, things have naturally quietened down whilst COVID rates in Hong Kong have shot up and are growing exponentially by the day. We did have time for one last gig with Steve Bernstein, which we live-streamed on Facebook, and he certainly rocked the house with his mandolin and mix of American blues, folk and rock, from The Grateful Dead, Fish, Bob Dylan, The Band and others. You can see the gig on either Facebook, Vibe Silvermine Bay, or on our YouTube channel, live at Vibe HK. Whilst all events are cancelled going forward, it does mean we'll concentrate on changing Vibe's interior instead. First point of change is the small Hong Kong and Asia room at the back of the shop, which is becoming a chill-out phone box zone. If that sounds a bit weird, then you'll have to come and check it out for yourself in a couple of weeks' time. The piano is now dried out and professionally tuned and sounding sweet. Customers are already coming in and playing it. We'll also be able to use it for tiny desk gigs going forward. As well as local authors and artisans, we like to promote local musicians and singers at Vibe. So if you fancy performing a tiny desk gig at the shop one Saturday, or know someone who may do, then please contact me directly. And so, to this week's interview with author Suzanne Andrews. Suzanne's lived in Hong Kong for almost 10 years, working as a high school English teacher. She's been president of the Hong Kong Women in Publishing Society for two and a half years and spent five years taking her own body burn fitness classes at the Gold Coast. Prior to living in Hong Kong, Suzanne taught in Brunei for two years and before that she lived in New Zealand her home country. She taught English and maths in high schools, then had a complete break for seven years. For three of those years, she was manager of a large values education charity in Auckland. Her 16 staff taught life skills in 12 South Auckland schools and educated children in how to combat bullying, build self-esteem and aim high. Suzanne also taught her own confident communication classes in schools and to adults in the evenings. She worked in sales and advertising for three years and helped with a Yellow Pages startup magazine. Some of her great memories include singles events which she organised matching couples. At least two different couples are now married with children. Suzanne's three adult children live in LA, the Cook Islands and Auckland. She has two grandchildren too. Most Saturdays she catches the ferry from Chun Mun Ferry Pier, hikes across Lantau and ends up here at Vibe, perched on a tiny toddler's chair in the corner, sourcing books for her nanny Zan date with Carter, her three-year-old grandson whom she reads to usually for two hours. He loves books. Last year Suzanne published her first book in the Nita's Adventures series, Queen of the Pawpaws. She's releasing the next two books in the series by May, hopefully as well as another series, Nita's Eureka Pick-Me-Ups. She'll be leaving teaching in July to focus on Nita's world full-time. Her website is nitasworld.co. Welcome to Vibe, Suzanne. Thanks a lot, Gary. So happy to be here. (laughs) 
Pleasure. Ten warm-up questions. Question one is favourite book or author? Uh, can I just have one? You can have as many as you like, because people always take the mickey on this thing. So. <laughs> I've got to say Big Magic by Liz yeah. Gilbert. Uh, she did Eat, Pray, Love. I think it's in that order yes, Love came last. <laughs> she did. Yes, Eat, Pray, Love, yeah. Um, and then she wrote this book, Magic, which is like my inspiration. So, yeah, that would be my all-time fave. So, um, The Prophet that I've got with me today by Khalil Gibran. All right, I'll let you have one more then, as we know you. How about this one? Why men don't listen and women can't uh, I'll get on with it. What are, you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's all about men from Mars and women from Venus. Yes. And it's very cool. It's a couple that wrote it. And it's, it's and I, 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 I've just read, I actually got it from your uh, bookstore vibe. Um, and it's just the difference between men and women. It's just like, geez, I've said it three times. I put the butter in the fridge and I moved it down a shelf and he still can't <laughs> see it. Like, where's the butter? <laughs> I'll never forget um, one day my uh, younger son, Charlie, he was about maybe 18 at the time. And he came home and uh, he was late or something for dinner. And I said to her, I started to get, you know, pretty angry because, you know, the accumulative thing, like women, like, hold on to something. It just keeps on going for years if you can't let it go, which is a <laughs> bit of a shame. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, um, and I said, well, look, I said, you know, last week um, you were, you know, you were late, whatever. And he turned around and he said to me, mum, yeah. what does last week have to do with today? And it's like, he's very logical, he's, yeah. a, he's a lawyer, and I'm Good like point. these days, but I'm like, I've never forgotten it. It's yes. just like, deal with it now. Yes. Don't And just... move on. Sure. Question two. What's your favourite musician or artist? The Sir Meatloaf. Yeah. Oh, sadly. Yeah. Passed away recently. Yeah. Yes. And I see him as an artist, not just a singer, because I was like 17 in, in yeah. the USA, and it's just like bad out of hell and the yeah. whole thing, and he just... It was part of my life, you know, when as a teenager you leave New Zealand and, um, you know, you embark on this journey. But I just think he's wonderful because he's, you know, there's no one like Meatloaf. So I love yeah. him. Dolly Parton's uh, great too. I mean, her lyrics and her life and stuff. It actually was a friend of mine at Gold Coast a couple of years ago and he was listening to podcasts by Dolly. And he, and I I didn't really know enough about her. Yeah. And I think uh, her journey... And the way she's dealt with um, things, she's always been gracious yes. and um, and gone with, you know, what she wants. So, yeah. Do you have a preferred drink? Well, it's uh, seasonal, I think. At, yeah. the, at the moment, um, I actually didn't start drinking until I was 40. Um, I don't know why that was, but I, I well, actually I do. Uh, because uh, my dad was alcoholic, didn't see much of him as a child sort of thing. I had a thing against drink. And then I started and I'm, I haven't really... I'm, I've never been into a particular alcohol except, of course, when I turned 40 and then it started. And so I do like, um, these days, a red, a mulled wine, and I get the, the mulled yeah. wine from your local... Solomon Leader, yeah, from Leader Key Wines. Oh, yes. yeah, fantastic place. Yes. And yeah. that mulled wine is just, like, off the chart. Um, so I love that. I love Pims as well. My son's in L.A., um, he and James. And uh, when I go over, we have, you know, a Pims, and he, he's got the orange and the mint, etc. And uh, let me see, tequila. Tequila oh, shots. No, interesting. Oh, well, you've come to the right place. Do you have a life motto? Wow, I have so many. There is there one. I love don't compare yourself to others because they're more screwed up than you think. Oh, maybe this one. You may not see, you may not hear, but all is well. Go And Michael A. Singer, I, I listen to uh, him or watch him sometimes. He's a spiritual teacher in the States. I really love it. It's like sit back like you're sitting on a chair and just let the anxiety or let whatever you're thinking just pass you by and just yeah. chill. So, yes. 
I kind of mentioned three there, but... Yeah, actually, I asked that question to give me tips. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you've given me a lot, some good ones there. Oh, I like thank those. You. Yeah, thank very you. good. Favourite Hong Kong walk? Okay. This is for somebody that loves walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anywhere in, on Lantau will pretty much do. I mean, yeah. sunset's a bit of a killer, to be honest. Yes. Everyone raves about it, but there are lots of steps and I kind of like simple trails. So... My fave, my fave would be Olympic Trail, probably. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah good yeah. one, yeah. It's pretty, and you can say hi to people, and they're there, yeah. you know. It's kind of a social thing, it's a you thing, it's um, a safe enough thing. Uh, speaking of which, my when I was hiking with a... Um, a New Zealand friend, she's since gone back to New Zealand, um, she says, hey, you know, she said, uh, Suzanne, don't panic, but there's a snake. But of course I panicked and ran and screamed. And um, <laughs> um, so there are the snakes there, but, you know, I just um, kind of stomp along. So Yeah, they so pick they up on your vibrations, me. that's the way. Yeah, yeah so. being loud doesn't necessarily make a lot of difference, but stomping makes a lot of difference. <laughs> Which is a shame, because yeah. I do well with the yeah. loud. But, um, okay, do you have a favourite Hong Kong restaurant? Uh, my favourite local cafe which is Hito at Gold Coast and they've yep. got an all day breakfast and they're Ooh. not a restaurant per se but the coffee's great, they're great uh, the food's really nice I used to love going to um, Santorini, the Greek restaurant uh, in Central I haven't been there for okay. a while Yeah, faced with a python while walking up to the peak what would you do? Oh jeez I yeah. lived on Borneo Island for almost two years Wow. And um, yeah. I I saw photos of pythons. I didn't actually see them in person. What would I do? How far away from me is that python? Well, just be over there, sort of thing. Perhaps <laughs> where the, the where the chair. So you're far enough to be able to escape if you want to. Uh, <laughs> you sound uh, like you've got the same sort of phobia as I have. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. 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 I'm like, I'm bolting. I'm like, yeah. I'm, you know, 180. I'm out of there. I'm yeah. just running and probably yeah. screaming. <laughs> you know, like, seriously. Sorry, can I butt in and tell a little Please story? Please do, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, when I was in Borneo Island, um, just when I was about to leave, the bomber, who are the local firemen there, they spend every yeah. day basically getting cobras out of houses and wow. stuff. They had the python that had just swallowed a goat, and it took, I think, 10 or 11 of them to hold the thing and they put yeah yeah and it's like oh and when I first came to Hong Kong uh, in Sai Kong I read about how this particular um, python had swallowed two families pet you know cats or dogs it's quite horrible isn't it yeah what what they do they constrict and then they consume Uh, basically have you seen one I've seen a python yeah I'm out in our village uh, there was one wrapped around a tree quite a lot of times uh, as you would do as we expect but yeah there was enough people there was a crowd of us watching the python and uh, yeah I just I have a quick glance but I'm not one of these people who dwell on 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 looking at them you just I think it's natural instinct to assume the very worst possible thing is about to happen when you see a snake and so uh, yeah you're better off getting out of that situation aren't you what's the best advice you were ever given Probably my middle-sized older brother, who's like 12 or 13 years older than me, and I was a teenager, and he said that not all is as it seems. Like, you see people, and you think this is the case, but it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Very profound. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that's it. Not not all is as it seems. Yeah. So, uh, I f- you know, you forget that a lot, but it's a nice kind of leveler, right? Yes. Because you don't know the person you're talking to, how their day's been, or what's going on, and you might think yeah. this person's so amazing, and maybe they, oh, of course they are, but you or just don't know. maybe they're not. Maybe they're putting on an act. All right, so we'll move on to... Uh, last couple of questions. So finish this sentence. I live in Hong Kong because I live in Hong Kong because I had to originally. I was, right. I didn't have much money. I'd uh, I was divorced, uh, married for twenty one years. A friend said, "Hey, Suzanne, you need to go to Brunei and then come to Hong Kong. It's going to help you out with your finances." So I live in wow. Hong Kong uh, because it's given me. Uh, financial security in, in a way I've never had my entire life actually uh, so Good. thank you Hong Kong yes <laughs> 10 years later yeah do you still love Hong Kong in, in the same way yeah I love it I love yeah. it for different reasons yes of course. yes it's all about the people you meet along the way you know look yes I've, I've worked in some some places and I may not have loved the job in fact one place it was I really did not like this particular uh, place this language school I was uh, teaching in in um, New Zealand but I made my best friends so it's all about the people so I've met uh, people like you yeah. <laughs> my, thank you here my yeah. go-to and, yeah. and Caroline yeah. here yes. at Vibe I um, you know I made a move a few years ago I thought geez I've got to shake my world up I live in Gold Coast I've got to you know mix it up and stuff so I joined um, the Hong Kong Women in Society yes. uh, group and uh, I've met WIPS is it yeah, women, Whips. women in, in publishing. publishing yeah yes women yes. in publishing society in yeah. fact we have their latest yeah imprint yeah. yes in front yeah. 20 yes yeah. it's, um, yes Winsome used to come here Winsome Lane yes yes, yes. Uh, Winsome used to donate out. The, the imprint books, yeah, and we miss her dearly. Yes, yeah. we, do, we, we do too. That that just made me love Hong Kong more because I, I was in touch with people like Carol Dyer, who's our editor, and we've um, yeah. become good friends. And I've met other cool women and authors who've inspired me on my journey. Um, yeah, because it's all about, you know, these role models and, and yeah. these women who've done it in their way. For me, anyhow, or any or men or women. So I've got to say, I love Hong Kong because I found my, you know, I found my vibe. I found um, people who like similar things. Yeah. And I look honestly, I discovered Lantau because um, of COVID. Because you know, I'm I'm a teacher, high school teacher, and uh, my friend and I were able to hike uh, more. And I didn't yes. know much about hiking. I love running. Yeah. But yeah, so. I love Hong Kong because of the fact I can be here and I can be on the island. It's got the vibe, it's got the mix. Uh, final question is, do you have a favourite area of Hong Kong? It's where I live, Gold Coast, Wong Gum Hoi On. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's where I've lived, uh, where I live. I've lived there for almost 10 years. Yes. And uh, my friend, his partner, um, sourced a, a few apartments before I came here and he had actually lived at Gold Coast himself and he said, Suzanne, you know, I think this is where you're going to be happy and also my, my yeah. high school was close. I just love uh, um, the yeah. the hiking, you know, Thai Lam, Sulam. Um, I can run on the beach. I can, it's just, it's really cool. Everyone thinks it's in, the, you know, in yeah. Hicksville and you're, wow, you're in the new new territories, but for the same reason you're in Moy War. It's yes. like, uh, it's just, it's really nice and it's got 
a local community. I mean, you make your community, right? I've got Hito. Yeah. I've got the supermarket where I say hi to all the, the women yeah. um, there. And um, just love being out with nature. Yeah, I've got to yeah. say Gold Coast rocks. Okay, so now I'm just going to take you back to... You were born in Auckland. You were born in New Zealand. You were in a children's home, weren't you? Uh, I was orphaned and I lived with different families. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. When I was younger. Okay. Yeah. Siblings. Um, you yeah, mentioned three, a brother. Three older brothers. Uh, yeah. Much older, like ten. Uh, let's say thirteen, fifteen years, and one younger sister. Five of yeah. us. Yeah. Five of yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let me um, briefly tell you my story. Yes. It's the reason that I've. Um, Oh, I'm getting emotional. I don't often talk about this these days. Okay, yeah. so Gary, um, yeah, so I grew up in Dunedin, South Island, New Zealand, and um, so my mum was solo mum, and so she'd had a difficult life. My father uh, died when I was 10. He was alcoholic. Uh, he'd had a difficult life anyhow, and uh, so he was 10. When I died, I hardly knew him. Um, not great memories of some things, domestic violence, etc. Yeah. And then mum, unfortunately, um, she she met someone and she married that uh, person. And uh, a few months later, uh, he murdered her. It was a crime of passion, yeah. uh, which was pretty um, horrible. I was 12, almost 13 at the time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my sister and I were put into different... Um, not foster homes but different families took us so I was kind of my, my older brothers looked after us um, but they were only just new let's mm. say my oldest youngest brother was only newly married you know just in the early 20s etc and all of a sudden there's the shock of yeah. mum's dead and uh, it wasn't nice she was stabbed to death um, the story in itself I'm sure I'll write mm. about it one day but it was actually an um, all-male jury, and they thought that he only went away for manslaughter for three and a half years because it was a crime of passion. Yeah. So I worked my way through that. I navigated my life um, with the love I had from my mother, incredible love. I've always said to, I've said to people, I said, but how did you, you know, how did your life, how did you get through life without going off the, you know, off the rails, etc. Absolutely, at that age, yeah. yeah but it was her love. It yeah. was this incredible love that I take with me uh, mm. today, yeah. So anyhow, I um, I lived with, um, I moved to a different city because it was in national news, um, etc. And the papers went um, to Christchurch, lived there with my brother, but um, he uh, separated a few months later. I went back to Dunedin. I lived with uh, one family and uh, then another family. And then I lived with another brother, um, Bill and Jean. Which, um, and then, so yeah, I went between cities. I went to uh, yeah. uh, two different high schools. And by the age of, seven, uh, age of 17, um, I was in Form 6, and I thought I'm going to be a, a field scholar at AFS. Someone went away and had a good time, and I thought I want to travel. <laughs> yeah. So that was my life. But uh, my yeah. sister and I lived with different families. My brothers looked after us with their uh, wives. Um, so appreciative. But yeah, definitely, definitely wasn't easy. Yeah. But um, I had people that looked after me and wanted to take care of me. So that that's my life pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As you've gone through life, you've become a, a teacher. You've started to, you know, you've you've championed people that have had tough um, lives and tough upbringings. I think during that time, it, it 
as you say, it could have sent you into two directions, off the rails as a teenager, or it could have sent you down the route that you obviously have, have taken your whole life since then. The teaching that you did in New Zealand, was that for the bullying and the self-esteem thing? Oh, OK, that that came later. So I, I taught yeah. for 15 to 16 years, actually. I was a yes. high school English um, maths teacher, but a drama. And then I left teaching altogether and spent about seven years doing other things. Yes. And uh, for three of those seven years, let's say, I, um, I'd been in sales and recruitment and um, kind of tried my hand at a few things, which was great. And then I was a bit desperate because I'd been working in sales and I, you know, it was fine. And But I was like, no, nah, I need to do something. And this job came up. It was for uh, Kiwi Can and it was life skills for kids uh, okay. in New Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And so I managed that for three years and I yeah. grew it. And I had staff that would teach... Um, how to combat bullying, how to build self-esteem, etc. Yeah. In um, 12 South Auckland schools, I had 16 staff, and they were mainly wow. Pacific Island and Māori. And actually, I would um, employ them, and um, often they had just left school. They were finding their way, let's say. So, some of them were um, on um, had registered as unemployed. So yeah. I was kind of men- mentoring them and teaching them yes. how to teach values education and then I also had to get the money um, it was funded uh, partially by um, Foundation for Youth uh, Development in New Zealand but I had to get most of the money I was a charitable arm of two men who one was a, a solicitor and one was a an investment banker I, I looked after the charity for three years um, I employed wonderful young people and they would team teach life skills in schools yes. and there would be one Kiwi in classroom in the school and the kids would flock to school and this was primary intermediate and the teachers would say that if kids were bunking school that would be the one day of the week that they would attend because they had these wonderful mentors who taught them how to aim high etc so that was really really cool love that um lots of lots of stress (laughs) very busy busy but i guess that was my contribution to the world (laughs) yeah well a very good and very needed one yeah very definitely how did you get to go to brunei then what took you there (laughs) (laughs) okay i was divorced i was you know trying to get financial again etc and he said Suzanne, I think you should come to Hong Kong and teach and, and you're not going to get back into teaching uh, unless you go to Brunei and yeah. he found um, an advertisement in the paper and he said you might as well go and uh, yeah. apply so I did and um, so I lived on Borneo Island for two years and taught wow. um, English English as a second language yeah so that was an amazing experience in Brunei yeah. like a little it was of course Muslim and um, I used to wear a baju karong and I loved it. It's kind of like Malaysian yeah. Airlines flight attendant, you know, um, uniforms. Gorgeous and um, yeah. very humbling and uh, an amazing experience. And so then that brings you to Hong Kong where you move to the Gold Coast, you start teaching English. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And you spend the next sort of 10 years teaching, but then you decide to change direction yeah <laughs> what what was the catalyst for you to change okay so i always loved writing and you know i mean i guess it's like you doing what you're doing now yeah you just yeah. i've always go from here to there look i decided i'd be a fitness stru- instructor at age yeah. 47 it's yeah. just a change but i've 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 felt for the last ten years I just it's my zone. I love yes. I love writing. Yeah. And now so I thought I'd start off and um, 
if I hadn't joined Women in Publishing, yeah, the Women in Publishing Society, I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing now because I was just so okay. inspired and supported. Yeah, your and, books yes. are, are about how to how you coped to a certain extent i think on how people cope so that must have been brewing up i think over the last year or two perhaps inside you and you thinking there's more to life than just doing the you know the nine to five or whatever yeah in fact it's been brewing for for many many years um look um i needed to get financial i needed to come to hong kong i needed that security and now that I've got enough, I don't need a lot, but I like I, I like small spaces that I can decorate. I like a few nice things, of course, but yeah. like you, when's enough? When's yes. enough enough? Yes, yeah. You know, when's enough enough? So I've got enough. I've got a little house in New Zealand, got a little bit of land in Rarotonga. Um, yeah. And now I'm like, you know, I won't have an income in uh, five months. And I'm like, okay. That's fine because it just is, and yes. I just need yeah. need to do what I'm doing. And um, look, it's not completely selfless. I want to. I I've always just, for some reason, I've I've done lip syncs in in schools. I've kind of done fun events. I've run singles events myself. Match people who are married today with kids. Yeah. Um. I just I don't know. Some people go, oh Suzanne, have you always been like this? And I go, well, what's this? I don't know. I just do it, and yeah. I just I just get happy, and I get a bit high, and I like motivating people. So I guess it's just what I like doing, and I get yeah. a big buzz like you do. Yeah. Thing, pulling people together, um, and making things happen that help them to be happy and I guess it's from that huge sadness that I still carry with me come on Um, it's the huge it's the huge sadness it's that gap that you know I said to a friend maybe a few months back you know actually I'm never going to be right and I don't think many of us are ever going to be right right whatever that right is so you do what you need to do and you take action and uh, then you meet people like I met my illustrator I've I've been searching for four and a half years I've started a series which is Nita's World, the protagonist is Nita, the name of my mum actually which was never intentional but I needed a a protagonist for my fun book series and um, yeah yeah, then geez I finally found an illustrator who um, I I could see immediately she could interpret my work and she's like uh, Dottie Colvin C-O-L-V-I-N it's just like wow Um, so the stars and planets and universes were aligned and I found her and uh, yeah so now my life I know what I'm doing. I'm just yeah. going to write and uh, get Nita out there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about <laughs> Queen of the Pawpaws then? Because <laughs> yes, I've sure. read it. And I, I, you gave me a copy when we were here last. Sure. I read it and um, very entertained with it. I totally get your... The animation is outstanding. Dottie Colvin. Dottie just received the, the books, the copies, because I had this printed <clears throat> in December. And uh, her and her family, um, she couldn't even open the box. She was so excited she couldn't imagine it either and it was just like wow yeah um so she was an animator for 20 years and she's a, a cartoonist 
now. Yeah. So Queen of the Pawpaws, it's kind of out there, right? Yeah. Um, so look, my children are Cook Island, um, Caucasian, let's say. I don't know how we describe ourselves if we need to say anything. Yeah. Um, my, you know, my, um, I've got three older children. And um, so their dad's Cook Island and um, their mum is from New Zealand, Scottish, Jewish ancestry. And so look, I was writing and I just decided I'd come up with this little story and I call it Queen of the Pawpaws. I've written uh, a number of short stories, Cook Island short stories. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll put them together eventually. Um, talking about Mama and Papa, who were uh, my mother-in-law, uh, mother-in-law, uh, father-in-law since deceased. My Piho, the Piho extended family, P-I-H-O. I was Suzanne Piho, which is uh, Cook okay. Island. So there's there are pawpaws in the Cook Islands, and I didn't realise seriously until um, not that many years ago that pawpaw or papaya, Nita, yeah. actually is the Cook Island word for papaya. Ah, and Nita's my mum's name Nita, and my first yeah. name actually so yeah. but she called me Suzanne so yeah. I needed a name for my protagonist uh, for this woman who was basically going to go off on an adventure she didn't know where she was going I didn't know where I was going with my writing but look I'm yeah. more comfortable with rhyme um, than let's say um, straight you know narrative yes. so look it's, can I just read a little bit from the yes, start yes sure yes so look Nita's this redhead and um, I needed a name and, it's, and I thought okay Nita and then McFarland so I'm off to an island, scream Nita McPhee, I can't wait, I can't wait to be free to find me, woohee. You would think dear Nita was deluded, why would anyone wish to be excluded from society, propriety, lots of friends, big amens, all that dancing, full on prancing, so that was kind of me in yeah. Auckland. But Nita was ready for change, I shall rearrange my life, get rid of the strife, sever all my t ties with civilization. I need an adventure to blow me away. I need some excitement to light up my day. So she's off in a, in a pinky, yes. which is a boat. Right. Um, the plane's too lame. And she's off and she ends up uh, uh, in the Cook Islands. Uh, you'll see that in the book. And uh, things are happening there, and I won't ruin it, but there's a bit of a an epiphany, and it all ties up, and she suddenly realises why her name is Nita. Yes. And she suddenly realises why uh, the local uh, women and men are kind of applauding her because she's queen of the pawpaws. Yes. So she finds herself, but she's on an eternal journey to find herself more. So she sets off my second book, and the third book I've already written. It's already Dottie and I have got them ready. It's the pop snitch, the self doubt that comes in <laughs> yes. and uh, and then the third book she's off to Scotland she doesn't realize it and um, it's muscle toe muscle toe yeah it's not mistletoe it's muscle toe and she <laughs> there are ghost suitors and there's an island of uh, smee fail twitches which is actually just bitches and she's not <laughs> the bitch type and so it's yes. really entertaining but she has challenges and it's about what she does and the people that help her yes you know yeah. we're never alone yeah yeah. And if if you look back at your life and for any of us it's just yeah. like wow. You know, those those family members or I met that friend. Yeah. And it's people come into her life. So yeah, that was a long thing. You got me excited. The fourth book I haven't written yet because I have another series of little pick-me-up books. Okay, yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the pick-me-up books. They're a kind of spin-off of the Queen of the Pawpaws, aren't they? So yes, yeah. What are they called and, um, and what do they signify? So they're called Nita's Eureka Pick-me-ups. Okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. And you can hold them in your hand and yeah. they're for women, uh, teenage girls. So I write for women 
uh, let's say, um, adult women actually. My books look like their kids' books because of the illustrations are so um, so lively and gorgeous, but they're very adult. So like my, my books are inspiration first. Yes. Humour, <laughs> kind of hand they in hand. They are humorous. And, uh, and gift. And so we believe that when needed, when the world sees Nita, it's going to be like, man, she's one fun chick. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to enjoy yeah. it. So anyhow, I've got these little pick-me-ups because I've always been into motivational stuff. And um, they're, I guess they're like a little uh, Mr. Men, little yes. Miss. Um but in no way other than they're white and they're simple. And I, yeah. I love them cosmetically. But you hold them in your hand. They're basically 20 quotes in a book with an illustration on the front. And I've got, I've changed it so it's Doubting Daffy for Daffodil. I've got Sweaty Nettie. It's Nettle because it's an antioxidant. I've got um, Divorcing, um, let's say, Daphne, etc. Yes. So it's things, single, sweet pea, um, uh, speech day, Sonia. You might have a speech to do. You might be feeling anxious. You might be doubting, and you put yes. them in your pocket or in your handbag or whatever, and you've got 20 quotes. And yep. then I've got an action page at the end so that it gives you something to do, and a note page, and okay. then resources yes. resources as well. And you, you use that little boat, I notice, in the Pawpaw's book and on here. <laughs> Tell us about the boat. So Nita sets off in a pinky, which is a boat. It's a pinky bar. It's the Capri's uh, Pinky Bar, and I didn't even think about that until okay. my son made a card that. for me. I know. Yeah. Um, so he goes, Mum, good on you, because we launched this uh, in December. And then we've got the Pinkies, and I've always loved Pinky Bars, so they're marshmallow and chocolate. But actually, okay. um, I'm not into sailing. I'm really bad at uh, that and stuff. But the Pinky's just, actually, it's just neater in a boat, and I decided it would be the Pinky. So Pinky's yeah. got a character of its own, and uh, so she sets off in the Pinky. So you'll see it's sailing because it's synonymous with um, adventure, uh, courage, facing the fear and learning to live with fear. So the message with the pinky uh, is, you know, just do it and know that you're going to like, it's going to be really scary and learn to live with it Yes. and learn to manage the fear because the doubts and the fears part of life, right? Yeah, yeah. My target is market is women. But I know of men who were once adolescents who have struggled with suicide. And, you know, one particular person said to me at one stage, and uh, he was younger and uh, went through very difficult times, if he had had my books, because at the time I have, uh, I made a little motivational calendar, if he had had my motivation about life and the way I see it and the way I motivate, it would have it would have actually helped him to uh, get through uh, yeah. some things. So you know, I come from a place which uh, I didn't ask to be in, but it's what I was born to do, as corny as that sounds. Yeah, no, it doesn't it give, sound corny. It, yeah, it gives me such joy. And if I can yeah. help any person... Yeah. Um, with when they're going through tough times, to to realise that actually you choose your thoughts. You're not your thoughts. Yes. You look at your thoughts, as you know, some spiritual teachers say, and Eckhart Tolle, etc. Look, I kind of, you know, I don't follow anyone. I take little bits from things that resonate from me. But what I've learnt in the last year is you're not your thoughts. You can actually choose your thoughts. You've got a choice to think and go down that tunnel, as in the pop snitch, my second um, 
uh, book in the Nita's Adventure series. And when you realize you've got a choice and you can sit back and watch that thought go past or you can embrace it and go down the tunnel and spiral down with it, that's pretty empowering. Would you promise to come here and do a talk for us <laughs> on these books and a presentation? And oh, thank, thank you. I'm very honoured to be asked because I'm just yeah. a newbie author. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I plan to, um, by the 1st of May, I'm, um, the plan is I'm going to have my two other books and the big series out. I'll have four of my little books and some cards. Yeah. Uh, so I've got, I've got big plans for Nita. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I would very much love to do that. Thank you very much. So there's a website, isn't there? Already this thing is, is up and running. It's starting to breathe <laughs> some life. Tell us where the website is. And... Thank, thank you. Uh, so it's Nita's World. Uh, dot co. So that's Nita's World, not Anita's World. So N-I-T-A's... Uh, yes, N-I-T-A-S W-O-R-L-D dot co. And then when you click on that, it's just a, a microsite at the moment, but there's enough there. You can actually um, see where you can order my book. I, I, I'm still teaching, so I haven't had time to do that. I'll sell online. Yeah. But Bookazine, I forgot to mention Bookazine. Oh, yes, yes. Wow. Okay. I mean, so incredibly supportive. Thank you, Bookazine. Honestly, you've like you believed in me. Um, I had a conversation with Shawnee, and she... she she looked at what I had and she goes, yeah, sure, Suzanne. And she got it and was really lovely. So, look, you can see where to purchase from overseas or here at Bookazine. And I'm also, I've also, I'm building myself as an agony aunt and a pinky. Yeah. So you will write to me also. Um, okay. You'll be able to do that soon. I've just started Instagram. Um, so so you can write to me. I've written my own kind of funny stuff as well for um, situations which are interesting. So um, I'm going to be building that as well as okay. uh, um, Nita Agony Aunt on a pinky. Okay. Well, <laughs> if that makes sense to anybody, it certainly didn't to me. <laughs> but now I'm starting to learn New Zealand speak and Cook Island and, <laughs> and whatever. And I think that's part of the beauty of it, actually. You know. So that just remains for me to say... Thank you very much for coming today, Suzanne. Gary, it's been a, a, an honour and a privilege, and I, I, I don't say that lightly. Thank you so much for facilitating, for like inspiring, um, you know, newbie authors like me with Vibe. So thank you so much. You can listen to all our Vibrations podcasts published on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean. Amazon Music, TuneIn and Alexa, Stitcher, Listen Notes, Player FM, SoundCloud, and I don't think there is any others. Or you can watch us on our YouTube channel under Live at Vibe HK, or follow the links from my website at vibehk.com. Our next podcast will feature an interview with local Taos charity helper Carrie Shakeshaft Nicholson. The opening and closing music comes from Celestial and is called Green Island Dub and is on the Retrospect vinyl album on sale at Vibe. Finally, a reminder that Vibe is open seven days a week every day of the year from 12 noon until approximately 6.30pm. Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for listening to the 38th Vibe Book and Music Shop podcast called Vibrations. I'm Gary Brightman. You get my vibe? Can you imagine what this old island must have looked like to those Dutch sailors when they first saw it? Fresh green. Like a dream of a new world. They must have held their breath. They must have held their breath. They must have held their breath. They must have held their breath.
afraid it would disappear before they could touch it. 